0: Girls all around, cheers, y'all. Well well, 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 that sounds like a party just about Welcome, to begin, ladies, and gentlemen. ladies
1: and gentlemen, to this fine radio program podcast and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world famous smokin and toastin i am so glad you have joined us because we're on show number 347 that is halfway to 400 well, that's right what there. i was, just, the about, math, so I've, I've, I was just about to point that out i put it on my calculator yeah i was just about to point that out you have joined us for the halfway to 400 show
0: I believe it's it's half if you do it as a reverse logarithm. Uh-huh. I'm sure that exists. <laughs> is that
1: advanced AP math? That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Except... I, you know, I think somehow uh, I, mean, I went to school in the country. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I know they they may not be teaching that advanced math anymore though, because I I think there are some people who believe that it contains critical race theory, and of course that would you know mean that it can't be taught at school. So. I, I learned it. I, I learned it doing math rock. You know? Oh man, I'm telling you, I learned all about the government and math and all that stuff from all those Saturday morning just cartoon things. Yeah, just a bill.
0: You know how many history tests I passed just by listening to Iron Maiden.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that is so true. That is so true right there. Uh, well, welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have you on board as we talk about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars and do some, some sampling of said items. And uh, on today's show, we'll be talking about the best dark ales that money can buy. I love it. Interesting list. We'll see what you like, think about the Like, that's clickbait for me. Yeah, I, I, I knew. In fact, I was just hoping that... that I don't even need a right now, or uh, <laughs> you won't believe what happened, or any of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, we tried dark ales, and you won't believe what happened. <laughs> I'm holding my side laughing at all the, the dark ales that we tried. Uh, no, it's, uh, it, it should be great fun. We're looking forward to, uh, uh, to, to talking about that. And we have a dark ale that we will try as well today. Well, actually, technically, no. I didn't line this up properly. It's technically a logger not an right. ale. Uh, but from Klaus nope. Brewing Company, we'll be trying their Dunkel, the Mu- Munich-style uh, dark lager. And you've probably tried that before, because I know yeah. you're a fan of the Klaus. I'm a fan of the Klaus. I <laughs> yeah. don't think they have an IPA in the entire building. I don't think they have anything it's, that it's all like German, like style. German style. German-style uh, pilsner or lager ale or something. What a cool place, too. They yeah. always
0: have a good food truck out there, a nice little mm-hmm. patio you can smoke a cigar on. It's a, it's a nice little uh, spot. From,
1: I, I mean, I've heard. Yeah, from, of course. But <laughs> well, let me know if you Ever go try it out uh, from Equilibrium Brewery in Middletown, New York? We'll be trying their Super Fractal Julia Set Triple IPA. That's a lot of that's that, a lot of names. Super Fractal <laughs> Julia Set. I don't know what that means. We'll get into it. And then, uh, Ian, I didn't want you to. I don't want you to feel left out. You know, since we're trying a Triple IPA, and I know you're getting the dark Munich style dark lager, but. I don't want you to be left out, so I want you know I'm, I'm inclusive. That's that's the way I try to approach things. All right. all right. So I brought for you to try and me as well from Bottle Logic Brewing in Anaheim, California. Their collective comprehension. It is a coconut barley wine, dude. That sounds awesome. Did yeah, <laughs> that sound good? It's all right. All right. All right. I, mean, all right. I like coconut. I and, really like barley wine, and then right, exactly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed. This is going to be a good one. And then uh, we have a little uh, a little whiskey from Orlando, Florida. It was actually sourced uh, from MGP in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, but the company that uh, that just dis- that bottles it and distributes it is out of Orlando. They are called Hooten Young. Hooten Young, and, and we will be trying Hooten Young's six year limited edition Zinfandel cask finish American whiskey. Can't wait to try it. I have met both Hooten and Young. Have actually. you really? Yeah. Well, the, uh, well, you know, they do cigars. Yes. So Hooten yes, and Young, they do yes, whiskey I've had, and cigars. I've so. had uh, one of their cigars.
0: And, um <clears throat> We chatted with them at the uh, whiskey social last yes, year for a yes. bit. They were out there at the
1: cigar tent, and I, this wasn't the whiskey they had there. But I do remember trying their whiskey; right, it right. was quite good. Yeah, so so right. looking forward to uh, to checking that out as well. We'll tell you about some cigars to watch for. Uh, just when you thought it was safe to smoke again, Pennsylvania is proposing a new law that could uh, uh, be just really. Ridiculously confining uh, For cigar lovers Um, Are they going the California route? uh, They're they're Well I'll tell you about it It's pretty extreme Uh, What they're proposing It's crazy It's like no smoking in Cigar stores Cigar lounges Anywhere It's like What? But yeah, basically no smoking anywhere. That's outrageous. Yeah, uh, just just when you thought, like we were past all this crazy legislation. So we'll tell you about that. Uh, like I said, we got some cigars to watch for, and uh, also uh, very interesting. Did we talk about Cigar Aficionados' fourteen great cigars for eight bucks or less? Did we? I don't think we did that one last week. I don't. Think we, did we did a lot anything. of lists last week. We did some lists last yeah, week. We but, can look it up uh, though. Yeah, we were talking about some of the best. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll get to that, and uh, of course we'll have the most popular segment of the program with a little thing. We like to call uh, drinking news and our drinking news teaser headline for this week's show. Drop it like it's hot. That's such a great song, too. That's like my favorite Snoop song. Drop it I'm like it's like hot. hot. That's just so good. It's it's just it's just perfect vintage Snoop Dogg, uh, who's a who's a lover of cigars himself, by the way. Yes, yeah, he's a, he's a cigar dude. So a lot to uh, talk about. Speaking of cigars, I was wondering if you had the opportunity this week to smoke anything interesting, sir. Funny you should ask. Yeah. It's actually not funny. You usually ask. So yeah, that's it, a good it's thing. really not that unexpected, is it?
0: <laughs> but I like to act surprised every single time I get a chance.
1: Oh, well, as a matter of fact, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why, yes.
0: <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Um, so, uh, it, Foundation has uh-huh. a cigar that I hadn't tried. The Menelik. 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 Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but uh, when you pull it up on the uh, Foundation website, it says Son of Wise Man. Oh, I like that already. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the uh, uh, Guganese uh, Wise Man, <laughs> right? that's one of the Foundation cigars. This is a um, Robusto coming in at uh, four and a half by 50 with a San Andreas wrapper, Corojo Binder, Nicaraguan filler. Uh, beautiful medium brown wrapper, smooth and oily, uh, very few veins overall, gentle box press with a single band on it. Um, the pre sniff on this earthy and sweet coffee, chocolate, barnyard, fermented hay. I mean, it had a lot going on just on the nose. Mm-hmm. I have the ever-sinking chair, by the way. For... Oh,
1: okay. We'll swap it out during the break. <laughs> but, yeah, if you're I'll bouncing fix, up and I'll, down a little, I'll we'll understand later. why. Gotcha. Uh, the pre-lights, uh, um, the, uh,
0: pre-lates, uh, the uh, oh, the pre light draw on this. I used a V cut. It had a light draw, uh, spicy uh, and sweet coffee and mocha pepper. I put pre sniff twice instead of pre draw. That's why mm-hmm. it uh, tripped me up there. Did, did. The initial light on this, Nicaraguan pepper blast, my friend. Uh-huh. With a twist. Yeah. It was Nicaraguan pepper blast and sweet. Ooh. Which was really, really interesting Massive smoke coming out of this thing Immediately charred toast And oak Retrohale is woody and pepper The first third of this is big Full strength cigar right off the bat uh, Sweet pepper bomb Notes of black pepper, oak um, Fermented hay, mocha and coffee Underlying nuttiness and salty meat broth uh, Retrohale is uh, Full strength pepper and sweet nuttiness Solid ash Perfect burn the second third of this, full-bodied and bold yet complex. Meaty broth and underlying sweetness go on and on and on. Uh, the levels of spice and dark fruit keep kind of floating in and out throughout this. Uh, dark fruit was something that popped up around the second third of this and nice. didn't happen at the first part. It's really interesting. The retrohale is woody and sweet pepper. Solid ash, perfect burn. The last third of this, not a whole lot left to say about this cigar. Bold and spicy, sweet and earthy. <laughs> retrohale is wood and pepper. Solid ash, perfect burn. This little guy comes in at $13.50. It's mm. a pretty expensive cigar. For a Robusto, yes. For a Robusto. At, yeah, four and a half by 50. That's pricey. It did, however, burn for easily an hour. Well, that's good. Easily like yeah, it yeah. burned. And it so burned it wasn't huge like it. smoke. Yeah. So, like, you felt like you were getting your... Money's worth out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a solid five. It's fantastic. And what was the price again? $13.50. $13 okay. Solid five. You're getting everything you're paying for. Even though it's a small cigar, it will smoke for a long time. Right. Long and you if you like big and bold cigars, man, try this one. It's
1: really, really good. This is right up your alley. Well, we're, we're both talking big and bold this week because I want to tell you about, uh, about the cigar that I smoked this week. And, Ian, I just want to say I hope that you are ready to ride the lightning with me. As I I tell you about my cigar. (laughs) I feel like I know where we're going with this. I smoked the Drew Estate Blackened M81 Corona Doble, which, of course, is Metallica involved. And so how did Metallica wind up getting involved in cigars? Well, when the band's friend and our friend of the show, an original distiller of blackened whiskey, Dave Pickerel, Mm -hmm. uh, passed away... Metallica brought in Rob Dietrich, formerly of Tin Cup and Stranahan's, to take over the whiskey range. Now, Dietrich and James Hetfield proceeded to become cigar buddies. And Hetfield was, of course, the guitar player for Metallica. Right. James Hetfield was introduced to Dietrich's friend, Jonathan Drew of Drew Estate. And the idea... That for Blackened Cigars was born. That sounds awesome. Now, Blackened Cigars are not actually black, but as you'll see in the picture over here, uh, they are a dark shade of Maduro brown, and it's all about Maduro with the Blackened Cigars. The Corona Doble that I smoked looked very rock and roll, a little rustic with plenty of visible veins, but oily and delicious-looking all the same. Now, the cigar is rolled with a Mexican San Andres Maduro wrapper, a broadleaf binder from the Connecticut River Valley, and filler that includes Nicaraguan tobaccos and a varietal called Pennsylvania Green River One Sucker. I did not make that up. Uh, And that's one of the strongest types of tobacco used in cigars. Mm -hmm. So the pre-light aromas on the M81 uh, were not as pronounced as I expected, but I did get a hint of pepper and some dark fruit. I decided it was time to hit the lights. And jump in the fire? So I used a punch and I lit the cigar, which immediately went all inner Sandman on me and hit me with a pretty substantial Nicaraguan pepper blast. (laughs) Deep earth notes accompanied the pepper in the first third, along with dark fruit and a subtle nuttiness that took me a while to notice, actually. The burn was razor straight. The ash held on for well over one inch. One well, I got it. Uh, the second third added a note of wood to the mix while uh, still holding on to the strong pepper flavoring that was dominant as if it were just saying, don't tread on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, so, now there were some other mixed uh, spice notes that made themselves known, but I got to say, the pepper was the hero of the day. Now, I had read reviews that seemed to indicate the strength of the M81 was more on the medium side, but the one that I smoked from the very beginning to the final third. Challenged me to ride the lightning of full-bodied and full-flavored with no remorse. That's just what I'm saying. Last third continued with black pepper. Of course it was black, right? Right. Uh, as the primary note, the master of puppets, if you will. Uh, but with plenty of complex Maduro sweetness underpinning it to the very end. Construction was damn near perfect. You'll see how good the burn is in some of these photos. And I took this 7x50 cigar All the way to the nub. I was enjoying it that much. As strong as it was and with as much pepper as it had, it never got one-dimensional. So, yes, it's big. Yes, it's strong. But I like that. So and, it never
0: faded to black. Yeah,
1: no, no, just as in life, uh, you know, in cigars. Just as in life, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You had no. S- <laughs> there <laughs> it is. <laughs> the, the the black and, <laughs> that's 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 ten. Uh, the uh, black and dim eighty one double corona is a ten to eleven dollar cigar, and in my estimation, if you like them big and bold, then this one is the hero of the day. Uh, recommended for bold smoke, lovers only, and a solid five, price to quality. If this experience, I mean, if any experience really was enjoyable as this one was, I think it's safe to say that nothing else matters. And I will enjoy the Black and Dim 81 from now on, wherever I may roam. Uh, oh, that's 12. That's,
0: that's 12, 12 Metallica
1: references. Wow. Good job. That's it for my review. I will now go to break or fade to black, as it were, and uh, I, uh, I appreciate uh, the chance. No, it was a really good cigar. But You have we, no sane anger toward it. that cigar? None, none whatsoever. I was trying to figure out how to work uh, 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 a Voxy Turner or whatever that uh, whatever that title from the ladies, but I couldn't make that one work at all. So I,
0: I don't know if you remember my review, but we may have to post that. Okay.
1: Oh, did you do this too? Oh, I don't remember your review. Okay, we'll be back and talk about the similarities between the reviews next on uh, Smoking and Toasting. Well, welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And just, just so you know, every now and then we have some interesting coincidences that happen on the show. There have been, I think, a couple of times... Where you and I, not knowing what the other yeah, was going to talk, talk about, about that cigar-wise, uh, wound up smoking the same cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case... You smoked one of Metallica's blackens and talk about it on the show So I did. I did my January. review on January 30th. And I think I just plagiarized you in a big way. And <laughs> well, I, I didn't really. I, honest
0: to God, I didn't that's realize. Why I was, that's why I was <laughs> cracking up and I was counting the references because mine started off with the initial light. I said, give me fuel, give me fire, give me a light for my cigar. Uh, okay. <gasps> see, see, so you took it slightly different. And then I said, uh, instead of the first third, it was set one. Okay.
1: Yeah, that, and, uh, that's good. And it was...
0: Welcome home to this Maduro collaboration, blah, blah, blah. Jumping into the fire with a battery of rich Maduro notes, including unforgiven coffee, Harvester of chocolate, ride the pepper, and to live is to cedar.
1: Oh, I love that. That's really good.
0: That's retro. Hill really... is trapped under earth, creeping pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. Mm-hmm. That's just the first third of it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny that uh, that we kind of went the same
1: direction well, with that. I, I just the one I was proudest of, the <laughs> reference I was proudest of in mine, it was when I said, "After all, in cigars, justice in life, beauty is in the eye of the." Ball that was pretty, uh, that was pretty good. I how are you going to work that into yeah, a cigar review, yes, huh? Yes. that's all I'm at. Asking, so. Set 2
0: started off with Master of Pepper and the Coffee That Should Not Be. <laughs> oh, that's, that's
1: really good. See, that's really Followed good. by Chocolate Messiah
0: and yeah. Holier Than Cedar. Yeah, uh, but not... if you ever work with cedar, it's got a lot of knots right. in it.
1: There were a few... <laughs> There were a few that I really wanted to work into my review, but I just couldn't figure uh, out. Ain't My Bitch, I couldn't figure that out, <laughs> where that would go. Uh, I, I really couldn't figure out Kill them All. I wanted to, oh, like, find yeah. a way, but I, I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't work it in. And, of course, then, uh, what is it, Lux Eterna, uh, the uh, track off the latest uh, Metallica album, is that what it's called? <laughs> I also uh,
0: incorporated Fight Fire with Cedar and uh, The Pepper Within
1: the pepper within is good. <laughs> the frayed that's ends of really leather. In. Yeah, Lux Eterna <laughs> is the one that I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. If darkness had a sun, that would have been a good I, I did, too.
0: however, put as my cigar fades to ash.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. See, that there. <laughs> well, at least we went kind of different directions yeah. with the Metallica uh, references. Uh, at least there's... I got that going for me, <laughs> at least. <so. laughs> uh, good I, job, man. Good I, job. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, that's, that's all uh, very interesting. So... <laughs> um all right so let's talk about uh, very briefly because we have uh, just a, a moment left. Uh let's talk about this Pennsylvania uh, well no first let's talk about something about it. we we may need more time than we have in this break to talk We're about the Pennsylvania about uh, thing. But I did want to say that I'm excited about Buffalo Trace because they are opening a distillery in London. Oh which I thought was really nice. cool. Yeah because if you think about it American whiskey has really become a thing. I mean, oh, yeah, over yeah. the past, what, three decades, basically? Uh-huh. American whiskey has really become a thing. Now, you can think about American whiskey like Jack Daniels and stuff. It obviously has been a thing for a while, but not in the, uh, you know, Super premium, you know, small batch right, right. Uh, kind of thing. And American whiskey, just like American craft beer, has kind of risen up and become a thing. So to be opening a distillery in London, I just think that's that's, that's amazing. so cool because the Brits do love their whiskey. Yes, yes, yes. So it'll be an interesting thing to watch and see how that goes. But thank you, Buffalo Trace, and congratulations for you know doing your thing on the uh, uh, in the EU. I think that's uh, absolutely awesome, and it gives me another reason to a European trip. yes yeah. How fun <laughs> need, would that we be? We need to
0: do a European takeover yeah, for the it, show. It
1: would be fun. We could do, like, a European month like and just do Ooh, yeah. shows live from Europe for a month. Wouldn't that be good? Uh, we, we need, need start, a sponsor we need for a that. Patreon yeah. if, account. If, if, you're right. We should <laughs> Patreon account. Get us to Europe. Uh, or, you know, uh, would, but would that be where we go? Would we maybe rather go to, like, you know, uh, south of the border and go to more uh, cigar places? or There's so many places to go. True. Yeah. Including the smoking and toasting world tour. I love this idea, Terry. <laughs> you, you're on it. That's perfect. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll work on that a little bit, and we'll start our own tasting right here in our own home studio. Uh, coming up next, when we taste Klaus Brewing Company's Dunkel, their Munich-style dark lager. Next, nice. Guitar part there that was a little a little flat. I think. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Welcome back It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars um, in uh, Pennsylvania. I mentioned this earlier, and and we'll get into it here. In Pennsylvania, they have uh, decided to start cracking down on indoor smoking and a representative named Dan Frankel is looking to end some of the loopholes that currently exist that allow uh, smoking in some public places. The Protecting Workers from Secondhand Smoke Act would close loopholes and exemptions, if it passes, on private clubs, hotels, bars that do not serve food, or 15% of sales or fewer is from food. And VFW bars and clubs. Now, first of all, let's just talk what? about VFW. <laughs> is there such a thing as a non-smoke filled VFW? Because I, I don't think one heard, exists. No. They'd have to just close, yeah. right? Uh, but but secondly, Pennsylvania is one of the few states where you can either be a smoking bar or a non-smoking bar. And most bars, because I lived there for a while, most bars will tell you right at right at the door. Whether it's a smoking establishment or a non-smoking I think that's a
0: smart way to do it yeah. because you will have bars that people will go to because it's smoking. Exactly. And you'll have bars that people will go to because it's non-smoking. Absolutely. I think that's a great choice. Mm-hmm.
1: What bothers me most about this one, though, they want to exclude it in private clubs. And private clubs would ostensibly mean all cigar lounges and so cigar bars. this is under the guise, mm-hmm. and I say guise because this is
0: fully... Uh, uh, I think total BS Protecting workers from smoke Okay, so first off If you know you're going to work in a smoky environment Mm -hmm. Maybe don't apply there Right Yeah, that's what I was wondering Because it's for... People that work
1: there, you know, at a cigar shop.
0: If you're allergic to peanuts, you probably don't go to a peanut factory
1: and ask for a job. Or to one of those saltgrass steakhouse places or wherever it is where they put the peanut shells on the floor. Right. (laughs) I mean, if you're a vegan, you probably don't work at Salt House. Yeah, that's right. You probably don't work (laughs) at the uh, saltgrass. You probably don't work at the butcher shop either. Yeah. I mean, like,
0: uh, let's just think about this for a second. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Who the heck goes to a smoky bar and goes, man, I want to work here, but I
1: sure am tired of this smoke. I remember when smoking bans were first going into effect in bars. uh, And this was 30 years ago, maybe when this was started to happen. And I said, they're getting it all wrong. I have the perfect solution because what was happening is uh, some bars were going out of business mm-hmm. because people uh, stopped going there. they'd just go home and smoke or or smoke in their car or whatever They wouldn't go to the bar to have that cocktail after dinner and, and a drink and uh, so some of them were going out of business some of them were happy, some of them were very frustrated I said, look this should this should all be real simple, right? The government should just say, okay, we want to discourage smoking in bars and restaurants, right so Every establishment can decide whether or not it's going to be smoking or non-smoking. If you go non-smoking, we'll incentivize you and give you a tax break. If you stay smoking, you don't get the tax break, but you do get the revenue from people who want to go to a place where they can smoke and will uh, and will be able to. And so you won't get lost revenue from losing the smoking mm-hmm. part of your clientele. And then... Most likely, it would divide up somewhere close to 50-50, would be my guess. And then people who wanted to work in bars, waitresses, bartenders, what have you, you could choose whether you wanted to work for the smoking establishment or the non-smoking establishment, and that's where you'd apply. That's pretty easy, right? It seems so simple to me, but nobody wanted to do it that way. Because I think they all get brownie points for... You know, being able to uh, say, "Oh, I oppose smoking," but why are you opposing smoking in private clubs? That's the part I don't get. What part of private club? Just protecting means, my means constituents. You get <laughs> to tell those people what they can and can't do inside that club. Yeah, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, you can get away with a lot in private clubs. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, people don't know what's good for them.
0: And so I think that the state has to tell it has to tell you what's good for you. What's good for you. I it. think that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you don't know how to
1: <laughs> yeah, control yeah. your own life. That's right. Why would you? Yeah. And, you know, in fairness to the state, I do know some people that that's probably true about. But uh, <laughs> but that's but that's not important right now. Uh, what is important is tasting the Munich Dark. This is a dark lager, and it is from uh, one of Ian's favorite breweries. And we continue, by the way, to... to try to spotlight Texas breweries and ones that are close to home. And this one for us is very close to home. This is close. This is, uh, you know, about if there's no traffic in Houston, this mm-hmm. is about
0: 20 minutes from where we're sitting right now. And uh, they are kind of a specialty brewery. If there is traffic, brewery. it makes it about
1: an hour and 20 right. minutes. <laughs> exactly. But this is kind of a specialty brewery because they really stay in the, uh, uh, I the think, German-themed... I
0: think their slogan uh, is... Uh, 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 Texas, brewed in Texas with a German soul, I think someone says something like that Mm -hmm. when you walk in. They don't have it on uh, on the thing, but Klaus Brewing Dunkel, Munich-style dark lager. Coming in at 4.8%, says. Right, uh, so it's
1: not like it's a heavy dark lager, no, right?
0: No, no, no. It's just a dark lager. It's just, it's got a different flavor profile. We use only top quality German malts, hops, and yeast along with traditional brewing and lagering techniques. Lagering means storing, and storing mm-hmm. it at the specific um, temperatures <coughs> will have right. an effect on how your beer mm-hmm. uh, uh, turns out. Uh, and lagering techniques to bring authentic tasting German style beer to you. No shortcuts are taken and no quality is sacrificed. Prost,
1: it says. Um, so, I I feel like this. I don't even taste hops in this beer. <laughs> I taste malt and yeast, and and uh, and maybe some grains, but mostly malt. But it is not exactly the same kind of malt flavoring as a lot of beers that I would think of as malt forward. This this has a really different. I don't know if it's not a sweet malt, right? It's not a sweet malt.
0: It's more of a. Um, if you think about like. The way sweet alt is uh, a lot of times like like think about chocolate that's sweet and chocolate that's not sweet. Correct. This is this is more of the not sweet chocolate. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a tiny bit of sweetness to it. There's almost a tangy kind of thing going on, and Especially the hops. On the finish, yeah. The hops are there. They hop, they hop the beer, but that's evident in the um in the finish of it. The crisp. Bitterness in the finish—that's like bitter in a good way, you know. Yeah, uh, not like that old bitter beer face commercial, but right. which was oddly funny. But um, was, I sort of liked that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. But uh, yeah, the bitterness on the end definitely—I uh, mean, you're going to hop the beer. It's preservative and it, and, and it bitters the end so that you don't get just a sticky sweet thing going on. But um, but you're right—you don't—you don't really nose the hops at all. It's uh, it's it's very malt forward. And a very different kind of
1: malt from what you'd expect. Right, this is different from in its flavor profile. I think different from almost any other dark uh, ale or lager that I've this tried. This
0: would be almost closer to um, <laughs> a little bit like a darker version of uh, like the Oktoberfest or a fest beer. That's a good but point. But take away the sweetness, right? Because
1: that's always going to have just that little a, bit of
0: uh, it has a little burnt caramel kind of to it as well, especially mm-hmm. when you uh, when you. Uh retrohale, when you breathe out gently through your nose after taking a sip, you notice it.
1: Yeah, yeah. By the way, while you were uh, talking, while we were sipping this beer, I was able to find the original article from Half Wheel, which, by the way, if you're a cigar fan, Half Wheel is a great website. They do great reviews. Uh, they keep you up to date on uh, on cigar news. And for in some way, I don't know how to say this without it sounding like I'm bagging on Cigar Nato, because I, I, don't, I don't hate Cigar Aficionado. But somehow, Half Wheel feels a little more credible to me. You know, Half Wheel is just all about news. There, yeah. There's no opinions. But well, they do reviews. though. They do reviews. Are, are reviews. They do yeah.
0: reviews. But yeah. but like when it comes to the cigar news and stuff like that, there's no. It's it's very. Um,
1: uh, it's very unopinionated. It's just here's facts. So the Half Wheel article about this Pennsylvania ban that we were talking about, uh, if it goes through, was the one I'd looked at originally, and uh, I just kind of found it again and i want to read you the list that hb 1657 which is this bill in the pennsylvania house uh, would it would modify pennsylvania's existing clean indoor air act by removing a variety of existing exemptions that allow for smoking in or at so in other words the following places do you think that would no longer be do you think place that you private
0: smoke. clubs are contributing that much quote unquote dirtiness
1: to oh, the it's air not just, it's not just private clubs. Here's the list: lodging mis- establishments, so hotels, tobacco shops, workplaces of tobacco manufacturers, importers, or wholesalers, designated smoking areas of residential care and health facilities, private clubs, exhibition halls. Conference rooms, catering halls, or similar facilities hosting events used exclusively for sampling tobacco products. So, goodbye, like big smoke. So, or any of those types. So, things. it specifically says
0: to close anything that's used for sampling tobacco. So, right. you can't sample tobacco anymore.
1: Drinking establishments, casino floors, designated smoking areas of outdoor sports or recreational f- facilities, and cigar bars. Also,
0: designated smoking
1: areas aren't good enough. They're yeah, getting rid right. of those. They left just one of the existing twelve exemptions in place in this bill, the one that allows for people to smoke inside of their own homes. And a lot of people, a
0: <laughs> kind of them, like me, but not outside of your own right. home. A lot, a
1: lot of people <laughs> like me, patio. I don't smoke inside my home. I'll smoke outside, like on the, on right. the patio or down at the pool. But yeah, uh, so I don't know. It's just uh, it it just this kind of you stuff go to makes designated me crazy. Smoking areas why would you ban smoking at tobacco shops and cigar bars unbelievable like because th- you don't want the
0: employees to be subjected to it well but the, like, that's what are that's literally what, the, what they're
1: trying to stand on yeah but come on the employees at a cigar shop don't know there's going to be some smoke that's what i'm saying uh Like, that's crazy. I want to know how the
0: actual employees of these things in Pennsylvania are going to vote because they certainly have to feel that it's going to affect their business. I mean, if you're you're serving, it's going to affect your tips. It's going to affect everything. The
1: problem with this is it's not up for a vote to the general public. It's up for a vote to the uh, Senate and House of Representatives of Pennsylvania state government. Wow. And so the only way to reach that is lobbying at this point. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And if you look back at. What the cigar industry had to do, what people like Rocky Patel and the Cigar Industry Association of America and— uh, Cigar Rights, the, rights, cigar America rights and of America. Cigar Rights of America, right. All of those, the money and effort that they all put into place just to get premium cigars exempted from that—, that And you know how many years—it's been going on almost since we started the show. Yeah. It's been going on for years, and they finally prevailed— but the money and effort that it took, I mean, we all have to take our hats off to people like trey boring and and uh rocky patel and and people that that lobbied on behalf of people who just want to be able to enjoy a cigar if you well, listen in a while. man, when you do
0: something that I don't think is good, hmm I need to control that <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
0: I just don't think you
1: should yeah. do that. that it's way. against my religion for you to have a cigar. <laughs> That's absolutely nuts. Yeah, like. It really is. It really is. Well, I will tell you, having a cigar might go rather nicely with this beer. Um, it does. I, I, I got to figure. <laughs> this, you know, it, this, what this I have done before. You know what? This reminds me of a little bit is the uh, high uh, uh, cigar uh, Maduro. Is, yeah, the Maduro, the brown ale that. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the brewery. Cigar, Cigar, Town? Cigar City. Cigar City. Thank you. Cigar City Brewing out of Florida. They have a, uh, uh, a brown ale called Maduro that's Cigar wonderful. Cigar Town is where we were last week. That's right. And by the way, I should say thanks to uh, Daniel Goodwin from Cigar Town, who was a wonderful guest. That was and, a lot uh, of fun. And provided us some great cigars to mm-hmm. smoke, and we had a good good time. And I had fun shopping in this humidor. Yeah, yeah. It's a that good is, humidor. A good s- in fact, I- I'm always looking for things that I haven't reviewed on the show before that i want to squirrel away in my humidor uh, and so i found several things that i hadn't smoked his before. humidor is something. not
0: is not big but much like walking in and finding a really good jukebox
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's just full of the right
1: stuff Where the whole jukebox thing has changed now with yeah technology
0: i kind of miss the old way well being able to curate a playlist out of what you have to work with yeah that's its own skill level yep, you know it
1: certainly is it certainly is
0: and it takes the personality out of a lot of those bars well, too well it
1: really does cuz there were like there'd be certain bars that would only have like uh, like metal records in their in their playlist mm-hmm. or only country records in their playlist or whatever and that was part of what sort of set the tone for what the bar was all about and like you said working within that curated list of, of of available songs yeah that was that was always kind of fun mm-hmm. that was always kind of fun so i miss that now that i can call up any any song anytime anywhere in the world that i want it does take a little bit of the mystery out of it doesn't
0: well it? and it takes it takes the fun out of it that's for sure and then you stand there with your analysis paralysis because you're just staring at the thing going it's kind of like when you used to walk into a <laughs> record shop you had 13 albums you wanted to buy and you can't remember a single one the minute you walked into the record shop
1: right do you realize there's a whole generation coming up under us here that will never understand how much fun it was to walk into the record shop you know how much fun it was to look around and even after things went CDs you still could thumb through them you You could could pull them out and look at the titles and the artwork and all yeah I'm telling you That there is something very fun about that. Now, I I will admit, I'm not anti-technology. I do love being able to access anything. If you if you tell me, hey, I heard a great new song. It's by so and so. Well, I can listen to it on the way home. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's kind of cool. I get it. But um, I can hear Ray Stevens at any time. Guitars in? Is that what you're Guitars is that what you're going in. after? The streets. The streets <laughs> in. The haircut song. Oh my God. But my I'm favorite a was the, my favorite was the one about the squirrel and the The Squirrel uh,
0: went berserk. Oh yeah. Yes. In, in yes. the church or whatever. Yes. I cannot I believe
1: that. this is smoking and toasted. We're talking about Ray <laughs> Stevens songs. Oh my God. <laughs> Straight uh, out of Bay, Oregon. We have just blown any level of hipness we ever might have established. We with our coolness on the show. <laughs> so we'll have to build that back up with you in upcoming segments by uh, trying out a triple IPA from Equilibrium Brewery, which we'll do. We'll tell you about some cigars to watch for, and then we'll destroy our credibility again <laughs> a little bit later with drinking news. This is Smoking the Toast. <laughs> Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, our show all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Still enjoying I this Klaus this uh, 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 dark You're ale, and f- yeah, you might the, the Dunkel is uh, this yeah. is very this is a very different tasting beer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like other dark ales that I'm there's familiar like,
0: with. There's almost no. Uh uh, uh,
1: carbonation to it at all either. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. So it's interesting. It's very. Uh, so i say it's very flat. But that's not negative. It it doesn't seem to need the carbonation. It does,
0: yeah, it does, like so certain beers don't really mm-hmm. need it, depending on
1: where the flavor is. Especially if you have flavor. Uh, are you familiar with the name Cifuentes mm-hmm. as it relates to cigars? The Cifuentes family was the last owner of the Partagas factory in Cuba until Castro's uh, Cuban Revolution. They nationalized the cigar industry in the early 1960s. There was even a Cuban Cifuentes brand, and now, many decades later, Rafael Cifuentes III has decided to follow in the family footsteps and make a cigar of his own. So, nice. this is cigar royalty from the yeah. family that brought you the original Cuban Partagas. and uh, he has created a new brand called Altezas Reales, 1871. And it debuted uh, in Florida. And according to Sifuentes, he says there's a little bit of what he considers to be the old Partagas taste mm, in nice. every cigar. So that might be uh, something to look for. He said Cuban cigars used to be stronger. Now it's clear that cigars from the United States are much stronger than Cubans. My cigars, he says, are inspired by the Partagas cigars of the 90s, especially the Serie D number 4. That's that such is a, a great, great cigar. Really, probably one of the best Cuban cigars yeah. you could ever smoke. I mean, there's... There's some good ones, and you know we've talked a little bit about Cuban cigars versus Dominican and Nicaraguan and Honduran and, yeah. and so on, and it's to the point where I don't know that Cuban cigars are necessarily better than the best of what Nicaragua or Honduras has to offer. Well,
0: I, I don't think so. I think this is this is the same kind of throwback as like uh, back in the '80s and and before when like you could only get good beer in Germany. Right right, 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 uh, right, and and that's not true. Now they're chasing American beer styles, and that's right. that's not a dig by any means. It's actually brilliant, you know. Right, absolutely. When Guinness starts making an American Blondale, yeah, and it's good, yes. Like, come on, that's that's. That's kudos to this Americans good for, for making an right? amazing beer that they're going to follow that style. Absolutely. It's kind of good for, for everybody. And I think, like, with Cuban cigars, you get the same thing. You always have the mystique of, wow, the Cuban cigars are the best. And they probably were for a long time. Mm-hmm. But But just like anything else, when you take that away and we can't get those Cuban cigars... We're going to seek out the best of whatever else we can. So Nicaragua, Honduras, uh, and Dominican Republic, all
1: these places have stepped up, and they're making amazing cigars. Right, and I will say one other thing, and that is I don't know of any, and I could be wrong on this, so please somebody, if you want to correct me, the uh, email is st at rfcmedia.com, st at rfcmedia.com. But what I was going to say is that I don't know of any, Less expensive Cubans that I've ever had that I thought were good or or, or, or were, thought were really good. Thought were really, really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I certainly had some very expensive Cubans that were outstanding. Right, right. And I've certainly had some very expensive Nicaraguans and, and other countries. But I've also had inexpensive Nicaraguan cigars and Dominican cigars and Ecuadorian cigars and and Honduran cigars. That were really quite good. Well, let's... let's and I don't... I I, let's I think that doesn't the, exist with, with Cubans. Let's take some of the mystique tomorrow, out of the Cuban
0: knowledge. cigars. Cubans cigars... Uh, Cubans make great cigars, but they also make crap cigars. That's right. Just like Dominicans make great cigars. And I could and go through and they crap make crap cigars. cigars now, so 100%. does Nicaragua and so does Honduras. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the trick is when you find those great ones now, and again, for a long time, there just wasn't that much choice. Right. And so Cubans were top of the rock. But now there's so much choice that, uh, I mean, are they? Of course, they have that mystique. They have that thing. And, yeah, like there's a definite, very specific Cuban flavor that you get when you get that real Partigas right. Serie put, D. But I'd does that make that, that
1: flavor better? I'd put that up against like a Padron Anniversario though. Oh, 100%. In terms of yeah. quality and how good of a smoke it is. I yeah. totally put that. up I had, up a, I had it last night. I sat on
0: my patio and had a, 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 a Fuente Extra Viejo. Dude. That's a
1: great cigar So good So good, it's so good. Absolutely Well uh, anyway We'll get more into that In the uh, second hour of the show And in fact I just wanted to mention so I know there are Some of you who are uh, Listening on broadcast radio Who have to leave us At the end of the First hour of the show And I want to assure you The second hour of the show Is always the best hour Always <laughs> just it, it just is so, uh, so seek it out You can find it At any of our uh, Podcast partners uh, You can find it At uh, uh, YouTube Or you could uh, You know You could always send Your uh, radio station uh, email says, hey, I want to hear the second hour of the show. That's right. Help us out, and maybe they'll schedule it. Who knows? Uh, Anyway, thank you for uh, listening and being a part of the show if we're losing you here. Uh, One of the reasons second hour of the show is always the best, drinking news, and that's coming up, plus some hooting young whiskey. Hopefully they won't ban us for smoking on air. Uh, Let's hope not. We'll be right back at Smoking and Testing. Making your airwaves dirty with smoke. (laughs) Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craftier fine spirits and hand rolled cigars. And I just want to mention, by the way, my birthday was last week, and all I asked Ian for was one cigar, just one cigar for my birthday. And so far, he hasn't come through. But I want one of those new Rocky Patel's. The, the, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, what is it? The conviction? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I want. It's only hundred bucks. You, you could, you know, you got that. I mean, around. I,
0: it, it's true that I've spent I've spent more money on. Less substantial things.
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all admit to that. (laughs) Uh, While Ian is pouring our next drink, which is a triple IPA from Equilibrium Brewing, and poured a little little of it on his phone. Uh, So (laughs) while you take care of that, let me tell you about uh, a few cigars that you can watch for. One of the more interesting lines of cigar that you can get online from JR Cigar is their Crafted By series. It's a budget line. It's among the most popular at JR, where the company features unique collaborations with some of the industry's finest manufacturers. So it's similar in... To what we got from Cigars International When they did the Oliva the Oliva, yeah. uh, exactly. and, and that cigar is so good it Oh my god I, I almost want to stop talking about it Because I'm afraid you guys will just Buy them all up and there won't be right. anything left for me But uh, in any mm-hmm. case um, uh, This budget line is the most, among the most popular At JR uh, They do unique collaborations with some of the best manufacturers And their uh, medium bodied cigars Are handmade in Nicaragua Using aged Nicaraguan filler uh, From Jalapa, Condega and Ometepe This Particular line that I'm talking about, and they're bound together with a rich Connecticut broadleaf binder. So already, this sounds really good, right? Uh, Talking uh, about language there, and finished off with an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper. The result they say is a complex and flavorful cigar with hints of spice, tobacco sweetness, and a rich creamy finish. And these are the crafted by uh, uh, that is, and I I left out of my uh, notes here. I, I apologize. I left out the name of the crafted by, but. Uh, I I will go and double-check that for you during the break and bring it back to you. But anyway, people are very excited about these because uh, it's a limited edition, one size. It's been available since September 13 and retails for 1150 per cigar. It's a Robusto Extra size. It comes with a custom wax seal, wooden boxes of ten. Only $500, uh, only 500 boxes uh, were manufactured. So, Okay. Something to watch for. I'll get that name and I'll bring that to you. And I can't believe I'm going to utter this phrase since it's still for at least a little longer September. But just in time for the holidays, <laughs> Oliva Cigars is releasing its fantasy advent calendar, and this year it'll also be available uh, for the European market for the first time. Each and every door in the cigar calendar houses a spectacular Oliva hand rolled cigar. I really wanted to get. Uh, I really want to get one of these. Uh, maybe then I'll feel like it's actually it is, holiday time. It I is don't know.
0: not inexpensive. Yeah,
1: expect to pay a little over two hundred bucks for the. year. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. but it is also what thirty cigars, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm so excited. I really want one of these. I really, really want one of these. So I'm thinking of I'm thinking of coughing up the bunny. Because think how great that would be opening the little door every day yeah. and there's a cigar inside. Oh, I'm already so and excited. And not knowing what it, it is <laughs> you get the right. surprise. Right. right, And I'm already so excited I can barely stand it. See and the older I've gotten the more I've missed the magic of the Christmas holidays that I used to enjoy so much when I was just a boy. You know, it, now it seems more commercialized and it's just like, oh, it's just a thing and it's the holidays and the mad rush and got to go to all the parties. No, I think if I could focus on the true meaning of Christmas, which of course is cigars. Cigars, yes. Uh, if I could focus on that by opening up a little door every day you and know getting, they never not show not just a cigar, an oliva a cigar.
0: They never show pictures of Santa with his pipe or with a cigar anymore. Oh I I know, but they used but it's to be pretty common. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's verboten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. That's... But yeah, he he um, he always had a cigar back in the olden days. Uh, not a not pipe. A cigar, but a, a pipe, pipe, pipe. Almost yeah. always. Yeah. <clears throat> always yeah. had a pipe. Yep. Yeah. In fact, isn't there a line about him having a pipe in that uh, famous uh, "Night Before Christmas" poem? A, a stump of a pipe oh, yes. he had clutched yeah. in his teeth, yeah, and his uh, yeah. toes were all garnished with yeah. a wreath or something like that. Uh. I don't remember I didn't get that <laughs> I didn't get that exactly right, but he had gnarly toes, apparently now we uh, have to burn that bunk. yeah and but Frosty we can't burn it outside, too. yeah, and we can't burn it inside yeah, that's right, yeah, so you have to find you'll have to burn it in your car you have to burn, <laughs> <it. That's laughs> which is you have probably illegal as well, uh-huh. and in addition to releasing the super expensive conviction line, which okay, Ian, if you don't want to buy me a conviction by Rocky Patel for All the right, later on me. He's also putting out something for those of us who are not quite so wealthy. It's a two cigar blend mixed filler release known as Seed to Smoke. Seed to Smoke is a mild to medium bodied, off- bodied offering that delivers cigars in the 250 to 395 range. Oh, how about that? These are bundled, obviously. There are two offerings: Shade, which is Connecticut Shade, and Classic, which is Maduro. Each presented in twenty count bundles. So it's kind of like the yin to the yang, you know. Rocky's balancing. I'm definitely
0: going to pick up some of those. Yeah,
1: I, and you know, I'm always on the lookout for great El Chipos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And when I say great, I don't mean that I expect them to smoke as good as right, really expensive cigars, right? But if I can find some that are great for like. Running with the top down, you know, on the highway, you're not gonna, you don't want to, you know, waste a really good, expensive cigar on that because you're not gonna get the the nuance and the flavor. But you want something that'll give you just good flavor. So I'm always looking for that humidor stuffer. Yeah. And uh, I did try from Holtz, they had like the cigar mystery grab bag. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That wasn't that good. Not so good. But I've had some, though, that have been pretty good, like the Rocky Patel Mulligans. Series. Yeah, I remember and you had those. I reviewed one of those uh-huh. on the show, and I was like, it's, it, "I think I gave it like an 8. Yeah, it was so good like for bang the price. For the buck, yeah, yeah, so good for the price. So they the price do insist, price means a there. lot,
0: man. If Rocky Patel's putting out something that's in the same neighborhood price wise mm-hmm. as Factory Smoke, right? Uh, which is one of my absolute go tos. I like
1: Factory Smoke, but there is a there is a singular flavor in it that I'm not crazy about. There's so I get
0: to where I get sick of them after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah then I stay away from further. I was with, the Away with gran
1: habano. I used to buy gran habano a lot uh, when I used to shop at Serious Cigars back mm-hmm. before they were Casa de Monte Cristo because they always had them. They were really expensive. They're very well made, and generally I liked it. But I got really burned out on the particular flavor of gran habanos. It was just something about it, or at least the ones that I was buying, you know, mm. uh, that that wasn't as good. But I got I got. Now there's so much more to choose from. Yeah, but you have to choose wisely. You have to but, choose wisely.
0: You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna have a few duds before you find yeah. the good ones. But yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm gonna totally try a Rocky Patel. Um, oh, budget seed, line cigar. seed
1: to smoke. Seed to smoke. We're is definitely what it's gonna called. go in there. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do it. All right, we are uh, sampling a triple IPA from Equilibrium Brewing. I noticed you scanned the QR code on the Super Fractal Julia set. It to Did come it tell up. you anything? Oh, you gonna get it to come out. No,
0: okay. I was trying to do that and then. And I didn't quite get it to come up because it didn't have a whole lot of information on the can. Mm-hmm. It just says Super Fractal Julia Set um, Triple India IPA coming in at ten point five percent. So it's, this is yeah.
1: that—that's a big IPA. It
0: doesn't taste real boozy though. No,
1: I was just about to say it doesn't. In fact, um, I think it tastes really good. I mean, you can tell it's more than just a single IPA. That's for sure. But it doesn't come across like big and boozy in the same way you would expect a 10.5. My phone just
0: refuses to do this.
1: Hmm, Very interesting. I don't know
0: why. Oh, wait, there it is. You got it? Yeah. Maybe it'll
1: tell us why this is...
0: Yeah, I was trying to do this discreetly, but... um,
1: (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It comes up
0: with a thing that lets you uh, like it on Facebook and ship... Uh, beer to select states. Hey, that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, uh, except we're probably not one of the states. But uh. <laughs> thanks, TABC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Texas is on there. Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, so this is good to know. So, Equilibrium Brewing. If you go to their website, I bet you can scan this uh, from their website as well, and they will ship to Texas. And I'll tell you, this is a very, very good. Very respectable brewery.
0: They oh, are- they got some 500 milliliter uh, bottles on here that are looking pretty good. They're uh,
1: based out of Middletown, New York, and Ian is now shopping. I just want <laughs> <you> to- <laughs> he's now shopping. <laughs> Maybe I should <laughs> put my phone down. So I think the QR code, code worked on there. Uh, apparently That's you know, exactly it did. Thanks, <laughs> thanks <laughs> Cody. Apparently it did. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> co- Remember,
0: remember, QR codes were the thing for a while, and then and then no one used them at all. Yeah, for, yeah. and now they've like kind they have that creaked creaked out immediately. And yeah. then when COVID came in, everyone started using them for. Um, for the uh, menus and stuff like right, that, and right. now they're back everywhere again. Which
1: I, I, I got to say, this is just a pet peeve for me. I don't mind if you offer that as a convenience, but if my only option as your restaurant <laughs> at your restaurant is to scroll through your menu on my phone, I will not be back. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's frustrating in the in places that don't take cash. Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> it's fine to me if you if it's an added feature. In other words, if I can, if I can scroll through your menu on my phone if I want to, but if that's the only way I can I can figure out what's on your menu, uh, yeah, I won't be
0: back. It's gonna be a little frustrating. And
1: if and if you don't take cash, <coughs> uh,
0: especially when there's one like you you scan it and it's a crappy menu uh, mm-hmm. uh, viewing experience. I mean, if you're gonna do that, you need to at least make sure it's on point. Come on, right? People.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And why is it that once I finally got old enough and and you know far enough along in life that I could actually afford to occasionally eat at a really nice restaurant. Why is it that by that time, my eyesight had devolved to the point where I can't read the freaking menu because the print is so tiny. You're making it smaller yeah. and smaller. Oh, my goodness. It's I can't kind of believe dimly it. lit in the place. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, hey, listen, there's no 22-year-olds in here <laughs> ordering yeah. dinner. Uh, 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 you know, It's all old people like me, and we can't read your freaking menu. Uh, come on. Where'd,
0: I went to a place at one point in time that actually had little things that you could go click, and it would light up your menu. Like, mm. oh, I'm trying to remember where that was. That is very. They had like a little lamp there. I was like, "That is clever. I love this," and I'll tip a lot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Little lamp and some cheater glasses. (laughs) Because that's the thing. Like, I got my glasses. I can read the small print, but uh, I can't do it in dim light. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, dim light is bad.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's exactly exactly right. So, um, I'm trying to look back through uh, what we wanted to talk about. on the program today. But one of the things that we want to get to, and we will do this, is dark ales. The 14 best dark ales that money can buy, according mm. to an interesting list. So maybe we'll start on this. We may not be able to finish it in this uh It's uh, one of them on this, this equilibrium
0: site I'm looking through. Oh, I, oh, you, you found some, some <laughs> oh, in, something yeah.
1: interesting. Okay. All right. So let's just see what uh, what is listed here. So what they did is they went to different people. And ask them for a, uh, a list. So, Christopher Osborne, uh, which I'm not sure who he is, but he's on this. By the way, this is from a website called Man of Many. So, uh, might check that out if you're into those man websites. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, best dark ales at a glance. Uh, best overall, uh, he selects White Rabbit dark ale which I have not had it, but that's a. I haven't seen it. That's a look at the picture there, uh, Ian, and I can show that maybe to the camera. I don't know. White Rabbit Dark Ale, that was his best overall. Uh, best English-style Mornington Peninsula Brown Ale. I'm not familiar with that's that either. That's easy for you to say. Best Craft Lord Nelson Old Admiral Dark Ale, which I've never had, but I really want to. That on, sounds awesome. Based on the title, I really want to. And finally, Cooper's Dark Ale uh, was chosen best value for the money. Uh, White Rabbit is uh, brewed with pale malt, white wheat malt, German Munich malt, and dark crystal malt. And Cooper's Dark Ale um, is also, some of these look just really uh, amazing. But I just wanted to show you the Old Admiral Lord, uh, that's the Old (coughs) Admiral Lord Nelson. I really want this. That looks awesome. Just based on the title and the bottle alone. (laughs) Old Admiral from the Lord Nelson Brewery. Uh, Old Admiral Dark Ale. I absolutely love it. Uh, its price <laughs> is $84.99 for a 14-pack. Hmm. That's Even for 14, that's a lot. That's Sydney's oldest continually operating hotel. Started in 1841. It's home to a hotel, bar, restaurant, and a renowned Brewery, so that's why it's so expensive. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's when they have to uh, to bring in. So uh, this is a very interesting uh, list. I suggest you peruse it at your, uh, you know, at your, your, at your leisure. leisure. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was distracted by the eighth one on the list. Your mates, Donnie Dark Ale. Hmm. We'll have to get back to that. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> we are uh, all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And I dig, by the way, this equilibrium triple IPA. There's still some more left. I would love some. i fill you. that up we'll for you. Be right back. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And right now, I just want to issue a safety warning. Ladies and gentlemen, unlike most weeks, where I take the extra step of clearing away the plastic from the top of our uh, uh, our, our spirit and try to clear the neck so there'll be no uh, chance of excess spillage, this week Ian is living very dangerously because I, did I almost not, got an abrasion on my not, finger. From I was that. worried there for a I second. I did not do those things, so I apologize. Uh, but of course, that also means that. I have no idea what this whiskey going to taste like, so <laughs> so I'm looking forward to trying it. Uh, this is Hooton Young. This is uh, now Ian. You met both Hooton and Young. You mentioned at yes. the uh, uh, at the big uh, uh, cigar, uh, uh, not cigar, the big whiskey <laughs> he, he, social. I whiskey social. <laughs> Uh and, which is a great thing, and I, and I really miss our friend uh, Chris Hart. We got to get him back on the show. I think. Yeah, have I'm to. working
0: on that. He's got some funny days off, so yeah. I need to get back together with him. And- but Figure uh, out what day. We're going to have to come in on a different day for I,
1: that. I am, I am looking forward to uh, to having him back on because I, I always enjoy having him on the show. But it was at his event, the uh, the Whiskey Social, that you met both Hooten and Young. They are cigar guys and they are whiskey yes,
0: guys. Yes, yes. They gave me a cigar. We tried some of the whiskey they had. And I, I, I have good hopes for this. I mean, it's a GMP product. When you start a whiskey company, you can't immediately have an aged whiskey. So you have and that's to, why so
1: many of them, uh, so many distilleries will start out by selling right, a to, vodka or a gin, right? Because until, it doesn't need to age.
0: Until yeah, so you can do that. But uh, but sometimes they'll, they'll source the whiskey and then they'll do their own treatment to it. So that's also very common. And that's, well, and also that's the blending
1: of the whiskey. I mean, there is nothing wrong with blended whiskey if it's well blended. If if it's you know curated well, well nothing at
0: all. Well, I mean, the truth is like. Uh, blended whiskey in general is is blended from, can be blended from different things. But like most whiskey you buy has some kind of like, even if it's an in-house blend, which they don't call blended whiskey. Right. But they're going to blend it from from different barrels in the house to get the right profile and stuff like that. So I think blended as a term gets a little bit funny. This is American whiskey. This is not a blended whiskey as far as it says. This is a Zinfandel cask finish. This wine barrel finish whiskey smoothly uh, combines our six-year American whiskey with red Fruit and Asian spices of the uh, mature um, Mar- Maritzan wineries, Rockpile uh, Viney, well, Rockpile Vineyard, and um, Zinfandel—exotic, elegant, and smooth.
1: So Zinfandel is actually one of my favorite wine uh, styles. It's a, it's a particular grape. It is not to be confused with white Zinfandel, which is what your Aunt Susan drinks uh, that comes a, in a box. It's a, uh, uh, so, a so fine
0: February yeah. vintage.
1: Right. But the uh, um, but actual Zinfandel, I like it because it's got a little spice to it. It's not as big as like a uh, Cabernet. Uh, it's not as light as a Pinot. It's somewhere like uh, in between. But it's really flavorful. And I've always liked Zins because of their uh, really upfront flavor. So to mature in a Zinfandel cask is to apply a lot of wine flavor, I would think, to this whiskey. And can you pick up any of that? Well,
0: so what I'm noticing is, I was going to say it doesn't have a lot on the nose, but then I started kind of getting a little further into it. It does actually have a nose. It's just kind of a delicate nose, and it's, it's a little bit of a fruity
1: nose. It's actually a fairly delicate whiskey when you taste it, too, I would say. Your thoughts, sir? Oh, What's well, interesting? Mm-hmm.
0: It's um, um, it's it's got some cinnamon, but in a very mm-hmm. kind of like cinnamon bun kind of way, like not not spicy right. cinnamon, like in a cinnamon right. sweet. It's not like cinnamon on the tongue as much as it is more towards the back of the palate. It's, it's got a real sweetness to it, almost a. a powdered sugary kind of sweetness to it It's w- really good. I want to There's exp- a bubble gum thing going on. Yes, wow. for sure. Big time. I want to continue
1: to explore this a little bit uh, when we come back, but we have to take a break. And when we come back, of course, we'll have to do drinking news. So I may well, need you, I'm, I'm
0: going to have to pour some more that's to do exactly that. That's exactly what I was going to suggest, to
1: get us through drinking news so we can continue to talk about it uh, on the other side. I love that sound. That sound is near and dear to my heart. And we'll be back to hear it again on this program where we do all of our own sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. This is Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Yeah. So, speaking of fine spirits, Ian, and we'll get back to this whiskey, but uh, you, just your overall impression on the Hooten Young right. Six Year. So, uh, the knee jerk reaction
0: is it's it's pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, I like the flavors. It's um it's cinnamon bubblegum. Yes. It's a lot of Big cinnamon bubblegum like and it's um it's not super deep as far as the dimensions of flavor goes, mm-hmm. but the flavors that I'm getting are really really nice.
1: And I agree with you cinnamon bubblegum and if that sounds bad, it's totally not. It's really good. <laughs> it's really really no, good. No, it's yeah. really
0: good. Uh it's it's good. I mean don't get me wrong. It tastes like whiskey when you sip it, but then the retrohale and those things that you pick up mm-hmm. after you breathe out, you start getting those uh, picking up those things. Um, if I was going to make any pickiness on it, it's a little bit on the thin side on the palate, but it's really good. It
1: tastes. You nice. know what? I would recommend this for for people who are trying to develop their palate and understand like what they're tasting and be able to name it and label it. You know, like if you're it, early, because the the, the uh, cinnamon and the bubble gum is so easy to pick mm-hmm. out in this. And uh, so it would be a good one to practice on. I guess there's also
0: uh, there's also this uh, this roasted malty thing happened Mm -hmm. kind of right up front. It's interesting because this one, I I think I agree if you wanted to to start training your palate, this one is kind of compartmentalized into Mm -hmm. like you get these flavors very distinctly. Uh, On the back of it, it says, uh, our mission remains simple. We are committed to honoring America's heroes one thought-provoking sip at a time, discovered by Master Sommelier, George Milliotes. You know, uh, it just occurred to me,
1: and, and this makes total sense being as these guys at Hooten Young, both Hooten and Young, are both cigar guys. This does seem like it would go Really well agreed with this. What was the
0: price of this bottle?
1: I want to say it was around $46. I,
0: I have no problems with that. This yeah. might be one that I put on my shelf. Like, yeah, I could be, I could be off good. a little
1: because I bought this a while back and just haven't opened it yet. But I want to say it was just a little under fifty. Let me let me understand something. You've yes. had this bottle. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not saying and I haven't. You hadn't opened it. I'm not saying I haven't had any. Who whiskey. are you? What have you done with the real? I'm not cruise? saying I haven't had any whiskey since I bought it. I'm just saying I hadn't opened this, oh, this particular, particular one. So you and my okay. wife
0: have this thing in common where if there's yeah. an unopened bottle. Yeah, that must be rectified.
1: Yeah, well that's that's generally true. <laughs> and then my wife has this thing where she likes nothing better than when we kill one. If she loves there's, there's a certain she loves satisfaction making party. space in the bar. So so if I am pouring the last of something, I always go, Hey baby, look, look, look. Empty Woo-hoo. going into the drawer, and she gets really excited. There's a
0: certain satisfaction to the bottle kill. Yeah,
1: there is. Uh, uh, and it's, it's
0: like it's like when you finally use up that last sliver of soap. You
1: know, it's yeah. like Oh, it's like yes. Now I can get a whole new big bar of soap because this last little <laughs> sliver is gone. Yeah, or or the toothpaste. Like when, when there's still a little when you left, but you're that like last line line but You're like screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. There's a new one in a box I, in the drawer. The I'm tough, going for that. The tough, the tough. It's here. what we do. Uh, We do that, and we do a little thing called Drinking News. And it's time for Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's
0: time for Drinking News, Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh. I
1: had to take my gator to the vet.
0: Drinking news, drinking news Now it's time for
1: drinking news I I love that particular one Uh, It's my favorite That's my wife, by the way And she doesn't (laughs) talk like that Like, I have no idea why she said it like that When I asked her if I could record her saying I had to take my gator to the vet for the show Uh, And she doesn't talk like that at all But that's that's how she did that And I just absolutely love it (laughs) Let me get my last note in Cheers, y'all. There we go. <laughs> uh, drinking News is our segment on the program where we bring you a story that is often, uh, but not always, about drinking. Uh, but it is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And one of the hardest lessons for the subjects of our stories here on Drinking News to learn seems to be that I feel like I need to grab this again a <laughs> proper perspective. In a world where we must make hundreds, maybe even thousands of decisions each day. Perspective is the difference between hearing the words of the Grail Knight in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You have chosen wisely, and well. Winding up on drinking news. Danger, Will Robinson. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> submitted as this week's example, the story of a Michigan woman. I don't, I don't have... You don't, I don't have, have a Michigan <laughs> woman song do you? I don't have a jingle for Michigan. Uh, uh, well, just do the Florida one. Michigan woman. Okay, very good. <laughs> it's the story of a Michigan woman who found herself in a rather crappy situation recently. Uh-oh. When she accidentally dropped her Apple Watch. Oh. Now... I have an Apple Watch. I'm wearing it today. If you're watching on video, and I like it it's very got much. Got those weird things on the side of it. I'm yeah, not sure what's that's, happening. That's, there. that's my that's my Tampa Bay. scratch Bay Buccaneers. That's what that is. <laughs> uh, I got it, I got it when Brady was there, and and I just haven't gotten a new band yet. I mean, you're obviously a fan because otherwise well, you don't change. I'm still change rooting, to find I'm now. still rooting for him. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I have an Apple Watch. I like it very much. Mine was a gift from my wife, and I use it constantly to tell time, to hit the reject button when. Spam calls come in that are probably trying to sell me some kind of bogus auto warranty. Yeah, and to get the watch's constant messages about how I am not exercising enough today (laughs) and I'm a complete and total disappointment to all of mankind, but especially to the watch. (laughs) And yet I wear it all the time. And if I were to accidentally drop it, I'd most likely try to retrieve it in all but the most difficult of situations. Because you see, at 11 a.m. on Tuesday of last week, First responders were dispatched to the Dixon Lake boat launch in Treetops Village, Michigan. When they arrived, officers said they could distinctly hear a woman's cries for help coming from inside a large red outhouse porta potty. Oh. The woman, who was not named in the report, but could most likely be identified by smell the <laughs> woman The woman apparently created a small disaster for herself when she dropped her Apple Watch into we'll, no. slow down slow we'll, down we'll call it the
0: bowl <laughs> slow down of a minute the what are you doing with your Apple Watch Mm-mm. that you drop it into a toilet that's a very like if your Apple Watch question. is attached to your wrist as i assume your Apple like your yeah. Apple Watch is attached to your wrist if i were sitting on the toilet
1: right now how much no danger. You, no, no danger. No danger. No danger. No danger. Yeah. Now,
0: also, there's a certain amount of my body that covers up the hole. Correct. So, how do you drop. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This math you're doing. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just trying to get the picture here. Well, apparently, this,
1: this what... Michigan woman created a small disaster for herself when she dropped her Apple Watch into the bowl of the porta potty. Now, apparently. This Michigan woman was so desperate about having lost her watch to the murky brown and blue oh. water that she lowered herself into the depths of the porta potty to what? try and retrieve it. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is not going to get up. I can't. I can't. I so, like how you said let that sink in, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like quicksand. So,
1: things then quickly turd from bad to worse. I mean, uh, let me, uh, let me, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant to say turd, not no, turd. Yeah, okay, hold on.
0: As as I am generally a solution seeker. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're, you're a fix-it guy. Um... If it's a porta potty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, can't you tip that thing over?
1: <laughs> Many have tried with people in them. Yes, I mean absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I saw it's the bungee thing yeah. done on Jackass. Yeah, yeah, later. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but can't you tip that thing over and maybe like not have to lower they want your time entire body into <laughs> it?
1: Yeah, you could.
0: Okay. Uh, Instead right. of just reaching in, no, I don't. I don't have the same thought process as everybody, you
1: know. And generally sure. speaking,
0: if I had an Apple Watch, it would probably stay attached to my arm,
1: most likely. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, things quickly turned—not turned—from <laughs> turned. Uh, from bad to worse when the woman found herself stuck down in the—we'll just use the word bowels—of the portable. Hole house, yeah. <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> Alice in Chains. Lane Staley's rolling over in his grave right yeah, now. Exactly. Um. She's a
0: woman in a box. I just used two Alice in Chains references. That was good. <laughs> uh. Buried, and you, I'm
1: going to let you go yeah, I you. Know, Exactly, I wanted to say that but We yeah, knew exactly. where you were going yep, yep, yep. Or like the radio friendly version says Buried in my spit <laughs> oh, Yeah, it really does so bad. But only a few people know what I'm even talking about So we'll go on with drinking news <laughs> no. So the woman found herself Stuck down in the bowels of the portable outhouse And police were, able, were able To successfully remove The toilet from the outhouse Structure and then by using a hoisting strap they were finally able to free her from the kaibo. Oh, it's an outhouse not a porta potty. Well, it's a porta it's an outhouse porta potty, yes. Oh. So kaibo by the way, and this is true, is a word for outdoor toilet that dates back to the 1970s and is apparently and I'm not making this up, an acronym for the phrase keep your bowels in order. Oh. <laughs> And while we're on the subject of toilet names, here's another drinking news, true fact for you. The reason that some people refer to the commode as the crapper is because it was named after Victorian-era engineer and toilet innovator, Thomas Crapper. I actually knew Thomas that. Thomas was his yeah. first name. I couldn't who, remember his first who name. Who says you don't learn anything by listening yeah. to Drinking News? <laughs> <laughs> but back to the story. The unidentified Michigan woman was successfully liberated from the murky depths of the porta potty mm. and, according to one report, was so thankful. <laughs> that she tried to hug the EMS workers and police who were responsible <laughs> for her rescue. That would have been like a uh. Biddy Hill skit, like, come here, let me give you a hug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the hugs
1: were refused. Yes. <laughs> the police report does not indicate whether the woman was successful in retrieving her lost Apple Watch, although in researching the story, I was able to find a rather lengthy Reddit post about what to do if you flush your Apple Watch down the toilet. So if that's of interest to you, it's it's easy enough to find on uh, online. Uh, in the meantime, what? What, what? Apple Locate. Why is that a thing? Uh, I, there's a huge Reddit post on this. Huge. Like, like, what do you call it? What do you call it on Reddit? It's not a channel. It's a uh, thread. Yeah, thread. Just, thread. A yeah. Just, thread. Just
0: wear your watch. Yeah. You know, put it on in the morning. Take it off at night and yeah. don't do any of that near the toilet, people. Like, this is not difficult. In the
1: meantime, <laughs> Smoking and Toastin will now provide for you because apparently there's a need for this type of thing. A user's guide for porta potties. A. Always close and latch the porta door before getting down to your business. Yeah, yeah. B. Try really hard not to think about what's lurking in the depths below while you're inside. C, as a general rule. Do not take off your watch, jewelry, or other items that you value while sitting on the port of throne. I
0: mean, is that what it is? Like, you have to have your watch off to make your squeezy face? Like, what's going on Is that what
1: those hooks are in there for? You can hang your coats and your watches and stuff? And finally, D, if someone... I can't can't go to the bathroom with this jewelry on. And finally, D, if someone is waiting to enter the outhouse when you're coming out, always make sure to say something friendly like, Man, I never should have eaten that Frito-Pie. Or, or even, or even that old standard that you used repeatedly on your roommates back in college. Do not go in there. <laughs>
0: See, I'm usually the guy, I'm the guy on the outside, and I just say things like. God sees what you're doing <laughs>
1: reporting live from Michigan where this story can only be described as craptacular. Uh, my name is Cruz and that is your drinking news
0: drinking news that's our time for drinking news
1: brings new meaning to the words Hoot and young didn't it Uh <clears throat> Cheers, Joe thank you <laughs> oh so so I'm I will say this Ian. This whiskey is. I mean, I, I didn't dislike it at all. In fact, I liked it very much from the first sip. But the more I just kind of slowly sip mm-hmm. this, the better the flavors get to me.
0: That's really good. I bet it opens up nicely with a little uh, ice or water. Oh, I bet that uh, if you no, want to make a cocktail. That's what you out
1: call of. a two-ingredient cocktail. That's right. <laughs> I like whiskey it with ice. All right. So now we're talking about one of your other very favorite things, which is a barley wine. In this, uh, in this case. Collective Comprehension, a coconut barley wine. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> Talk you know how, to me. You know, how, you know how
0: slap your mama uh, seasoning got its name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. Somebody
1: got their toes in this. This is... Mm. Okay, so just for clarification, when he says somebody got their toes in this... I immediately do not think this is a barley wine that I would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that because that doesn't sound appetizing to you, me at you all. you got
0: to live in southeast
1: Texas for a while yeah, to get that statement. Yeah, I got it. I, got, I understand what you're saying, but not everybody does. So uh, uh, perhaps so, you should clarify, sir. It's, it's dang good. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: so, uh, But for clarity,
1: here. no one put their toes in the barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. Uh, so
0: what is a- um, so, so this is an English style barley wine ale Aged in bourbon barrels And finished with toasted coconut and almonds And I have to
1: tell you It's freaking delicious uh, Okay, well we'll be back to talk about it more Because and this toes. is this is one of those things A coconut barley wine from Bottle Logic These guys totally know what they're doing And this is delicious And we'll tell you more about it when we come back At Smoking and Toasting Welcome back at Smokin' Toastin'. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And I feel like Ian by bringing this in and 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 having it on the show here, I feel like I've made a friend for life now with you. you're just um, you were just
0: really enthusiastic about this. A couple things um, about this: Bottle Logic Brewing, Anaheim, California, in yep. the USA. Uh, joint mission, common space. Um, it has a viscometer on it, which mm. you don't usually see. The viscometer, which is dealing with the viscosity of the yes. brew, and this is seven out of ten. Oh well, wow. that's and pretty it, viscous. It is pretty viscous, I must say. I yeah. will. I will also mention that if you uh, find yourself with a bottle of this and you spill it on a table, yeah, and you it it set like something stand. on top of it, yeah,
1: <laughs> it will never move from that spot again. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, well, <clears throat> so uh, on the viscometer, ten would be like motor oil, right? I think 10 is just a solid object. Okay, very very good. So this is a 7 out of 10. Right? Now, I did a little experiment while we were in the break. I had some of this delicious collective uh, comprehension barley mm-hmm. wine, and then I went back to my whiskey Really? from Hooten Young with the Zinfandel cask finish. Now, I'd be curious to see what you think. Oh, that's
0: interesting. It knocks out all of the wine thing. And the bubblegum, too. And the bubblegum. Uh, but
1: the cinnamon is still the there. The
0: cinnamon is solid, but now it's cinnamon
1: and coconut in my mouth, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, that's not a bad thing at all. Um, in fact, anyone who has ever... Uh, here, uh, let Terry have a little more of the uh, of the whiskey so he can oh, try yeah, yeah. Anyone who has ever had a, a coconut macaroon uh, yeah. will understand that that whole cinnamon and coconut thing, is is that's a thing. Serve at 58 totally
0: degrees. We're probably actually not too far from that on yep. this. Store at 40 no sunlight. Uh, man, uh, Pairs with La Mancha Manchego.
1: Oh, I bet it does. Pineapple,
0: yeah. coconut, shrimp. Can you imagine Oh, that? wow. What a great thought. <laughs> Chocolate espresso
1: yeah. meringues. Mm-hmm. Um, well, these guys have bottle logic. It's been a while since we had any of their stuff on, but we have had some before. And these guys are like, like alchemists, basically, when it comes to brewing. It says, if you have knowledge, let others light their
0: candles in it. Mm. batch 001 release date 2022 so this has been sitting for a little bit yep, and it yep. is delicious yep. you know what this is coming in at uh in terms of abv
1: yeah tell me
0: it's a paltry 15 percent.
1: <laughs> so we had how much was the uh was the ipa was it like 10 percent? 10 yeah so we had a 10 we had a 15 and this, this uh,
0: almost seems like one of my shows
1: yeah, I was going to say I've I've been following in your footsteps here, and this has been this has. We been, started with uh, a late,
0: like four point eight, and then we went straight to ten, and then fifteen.
1: We only have a minute left, but t- explain to people who may be hearing our show for the first time or, or who aren't familiar what barley wine actually is, because a lot of people think, oh, is it oh, bar- a wine? Why is it a beer? No, barley wine. wine is a
0: style of beer, but it is malty. It is so malty. That it mostly turns people off because it's sticky. It's like, Well, um,
1: and Ian loves malty brews, and I so do. that's the reason this is one of malt. his favorite styles. I love
0: malt so much. But when I'm talking about malt, we're talking about, like, have you ever had a traditional malt, and you get the little powdered malt chocolate balls stuck in there? Like a malt ball? Yeah. Malt. Anyway, uh, and it's, it's just incredibly malty. It's incredibly sticky. It's one of the sweetest kind of beers you can get. Um, it has a viscosity somewhere close to, like, Ridiculous uh, uh, mead uh, and a honey kind of viscosity, uh, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and it's generally pretty high in alcohol as well. Now I will drink this floating down the river. I have no problems with that in the middle of summer. This is this does not bother me, and I don't mm-hmm. know why people associate those things. Um, but man, this stands up no matter what you're doing, and also it's thick enough to where if you put a spoon in it, it will stand up kind of <laughs> yeah. on its own. <laughs> kind of It'll well. have a spoon stand <clears> up well. too.
1: What one of the things we love to do with our uh, because we always on our show. We always do uh, the, the spirit fairly close to the end of the show and then follow it with whatever our biggest beer mm-hmm. is, generally speaking. And so it's always interesting to go back and forth between those two once we've got both of them poured. And in this case, I think it works.
0: So it works in both directions, really. Um, uh, the, the whiskey really comes out as cinnamon and coconut. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, when you go back to the beer after the whiskey... The coconut stays there, but you get a little less sweetness up front. And and also uh, in general, these are not carbonated
1: very much. There's no. very little carbonation in them.
0: Now, American style barley wines
1: will have a little more carbonation. It's going to
0: have a lot of hops on the back end, which is and by the way terrible. Generally speaking,
1: those. we don't like those as well. <laughs> e- e- either of us, and I'm a hops guy, but I want my hops in in IPAs and and I just you know, think that's kind Bilsner's of a bad blend of It's just like Scotch and mayonnaise. You probably shouldn't do it. They're both good things. <laughs> yes, yeah. but, but not, not together. necessarily together. Not yeah. together. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> One of these things just don't belong. Just don't put those two uh, things together. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone who uh, has uh, kept this show On and going, and made it a success for all of these years. Thanks to Adam and the Cloud, our executive producer. Uh, Thanks to Mary, who uh, put together the booking on the show for the longest time. Thanks to Terry, who's our engineer, who has yet to ban any episodes from being posted. And we haven't (laughs) run them off yet. Yeah, we haven't run (laughs) them off yet. And he's uh, he's enjoying the samples, I think. But most of all, thanks to you guys, because you listening and uh, and uh, checking us out on video, you're what keeps us going on Smoking and Toasting, and we want to keep going because, quite frankly, we enjoy. Sampling these things. It's what we do. Uh, have a great <laughs> week, everybody. Enjoy it. Happy birthday to me and uh Cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, you never listen to anybody else says. Such a